Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Hello, welcome to another Thursday edition of the Illuminated Word Podcast. I'm David McLean. Our reading today is going to come from Luke chapter 15, verses 8 through 10. It reads, What woman who has ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? When she finds it, she calls her women friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me because I have found the silver coin I lost. I tell you, in the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angels over one sinner who repents. Value. It's an interesting word when you think about it. Value means different things for different people. There's different value in different objects in our homes, uh, in our lives. Uh, Obviously, we put value into people in our lives over things. Uh, And of course, it sometimes depends on where we are in life, on what that object or that person, what kind of value they have uh, in our eyes. Sunday in class, we were talking about um, I don't remember how we got on this topic. We weren't talking about this passage per se, but you know, I asked them, I said, uh, how many of you, if you had 50 cents sitting on your dresser in your bedroom uh, and you went in to get it and you couldn't find it, how many of you would turn your bedroom upside down looking for it? And like nobody, nobody was going to do that. I said, but what if you had $100 sitting on your dresser and you went in to get it and you couldn't find it? How many of you would tear your room apart then and every single one of them? said they would not only tear the room apart, they'd probably tear their house apart. They would interrogate anybody who might have had anything to do with the missing money. And I use that to say that's uh, to tell them, to show them that, that different things have different values. And, I mean, of course, there's some days, I guess it depends on how close to payday it is. Uh, I might tear the bedroom apart looking for a dollar. <laughs> but value, uh, we have value, different values in different things. And what is valuable to you may not be valuable to me. But what is the value of one person? How much is one person worth to Jesus? Because this is what he's talking about in this passage. If you go back and remember in verse, uh, chapter 15, starting in verse 1, it says all the tax collectors and sinners were approaching to listen to him, and the Pharisees and scribes were complaining, saying, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. And so he tells them the parable of the lost sheep, the one that is gone, and how, how the angels rejoice over the one that, that, that is found. And then he tells us this parable of the lost coin. Again, there is this one that is lost. And the value here, uh, you know, women would receive ten uh, silver coins, um, or some translations still say uh, denarii. Uh, the Greek is drachme. Drachme was the equivalent of a fool's day wage. So a denarius, one denarius, was uh, the equivalent of one day's wage. And so you look at 10 silver coins, this is, this is, this is, a, this is a good amount of money for any, any person. This is a good amount of money. One day's wage. He loses one day's wage. One day's wage. But they would receive these 10 coins as like a wedding gift. And so besides their monetary value, these coins also would hold sentimental value Think of it like a maybe like a wedding ring, and to lose one would be extremely, um, extremely stressful, uh, distressing for them. Jennifer lost her wedding band one time. Her wedding set. We went to uh, uh, Gulf Breeze, 
yeah, Gulf Breeze, yeah, Pensacola, Pensacola Beach. Anyway, somewhere down there. Uh, we spent uh, the weekend down there for Mother's Day, and when we got home back to Texas, uh, she couldn't find her set. She couldn't find her, her wedding band set. And we tore everything apart. We tore all the bags apart. We tore everything. Uh, tore the vehicles apart. And so we just come to the conclusion that I guess we had left it either at the hotel. We called the hotel. No one turned anything in. So we must have left it at the hotel. Somebody took it. Or she actually had it down at the beach. It fell out and it was gone. That was very stressful. Very you know sad and so a few months later, she, I was about, about a couple months later, she found a, a ring she wanted. And so we ended up purchasing it. It was really cool. Come from Israel. Uh, it was a really cool ring. And uh, I'm not being dramatic when I say it came in. And the very next day we found her original wedding set. It was tucked in a pocket of like a baby bag that we had taken. And I said, you know, that that's exactly how that should have worked out. Uh, you know, that's it, it checks out. Anyways. I know what it feels like to lose something of value and to tear something apart looking for it. And you think about this this woman who loses this coin. She is nothing. She's turning over everything. Nothing will stop her uh, from finding it. When she finds it, she rejoices at finding it. And so Jesus says, so the angels rejoice over a repentant sinner. And the point here is that each individual is precious to God. He grieves over every loss and rejoices uh, whenever... Whenever someone is found, whenever someone comes to him, whenever someone uh, puts on Christ in baptism and, and repents, and so he rejoices. Uh, you know, Jesus gives us this image of this woman who cleared everything out and lit everything up in order to find one lost coin because she felt like this one lost coin made all the difference in the world. And so in the same way, Jesus and the heavenly host they celebrate the salvation of, of just one sinner. Every time a lost person is saved, every time a stranger comes into the fellowship of the church, we, sh we should act like we didn't know how incomplete we were without them until they finally appeared. We should treat every found person as if they were the missing piece to our family. Because that's how much one person is worth to Jesus. They are valuable, necessary, important to the kingdom. We all are valuable, necessary, and important to the kingdom. I know me personally, I have fallen into traps time and time again of believing that I'm not important, that I'm not necessary, that life could go on, the church would go on, worship would still go on. You know, I am replaceable, so I'm not really that important. But yet in the kingdom, each single each single individual is valuable, necessary, and important to the kingdom. You know, if you flip over to 1 Timothy chapter 2, which is also part of our reading today, Paul writes, we'll just start in verse 1 instead of verse 4. Start in verse 1. He says, First of all, then I urge that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for everyone, for kings and all those who are in authority, so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. This is good. And it pleases God our Savior, who wants everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and humanity. Christ Jesus himself, human, who gave himself a ransom for all, a testimony at the proper time. You know, Paul and, and also Peter, over in uh, 2 Peter 3, 
they both say that God wants everyone to be saved. Now, on the flip side of that, that means, you know, not everyone will be saved. Not everyone will repent. Not everyone wants to have a relationship with Christ. But, but that doesn't mean that the gospel message isn't universal in scope. You know, the gospel message is not just directed only to people of one race or, or one sex or one national background or one socioeconomic status or none of those. It's not directed towards one group of people. God loves the whole world and sent his son to save all sinners. So no one is outside God's mercy or beyond the reach of his offer of salvation. You know, and when you look at the parable of the son, the lost son, the next one here, which we're not going to get into, I think that's for tomorrow. When you look at the prodigal son, you see this attitude that can be amongst believers. Uh, that maybe that person doesn't deserve God's grace or mercy. That maybe that person doesn't deserve to be welcomed. Maybe we look down on them because of the choices that they made. Or maybe we just ignore people because we've forgotten that everybody has value. If I have value to God, then everybody has value to God. If I am necessary and important to the kingdom, then everyone is necessary and important to the kingdom. So this, this coin, this woman loses. There was nothing that was going to stop her from finding it. And then when she finds it, she rejoices. And as Paul says, God desires for everyone God desires for everyone to be saved. And so really our question is, do our desires and our intentions and our wants, do they line up with what God's desires and wants are? Do we truly want everyone to be saved? And if we do, if we believe that everyone is valuable to God, they're not going to magically hear the gospel unless someone says it to them. I hope this was a blessing to you in some way. I hope that um, you gained something out of it. Uh, I hope that you have been looking for ways to be a blessing to others this week, to, to look for opportunities for God to use you, uh, to make a difference in someone's life around you, because it may just be a simple action with someone who that actually shares the gospel with them, that shows them that they are valuable and necessary and important to God. So until next week, I hope that you have a blessed day.